My name is Zack, and I play the Half-Elf Wizard, Alaris Geldreen, a special legionnaire of the Pandominion. You're listening to Advantage. episode number 031 the party was approached by two druids of the circle of the land Gavil and colben offered to bring more linde into the circle whose purpose is to preserve the various customs and traditions of the watched forest and its people the pair assured the presiding druid that their intention was to complexify meanings and that she would be able to act as a member of a living tradition not one that prescribes a set order Melinda agreed, and that night fey rituals were performed in the light of a bonfire. And that's where we'll pick up. Alright, I wrote all of today's adventure in the past like 24 hours thank you joe which is not something i normally do for the audience it was kind of a last minute situation that we it all turns out that we're available so shall we get into it let's do it part the veils of reality you've completed your ritual at the fire one day you're now a full member of the circle of the land you've taken some of the ash from the blaze and placed it in your small leather medicine patch pouch from Deville. you turn away from the fire and return to your clothes that you left at the creek you walk naked through the forest, clutching Vice Arch Colbin's staff and Archdruid Gavil's medicine pouch dangling around your neck. The trees are more alive than you've ever noticed them before. You hear the crickets chirping and the leaves rustling. You can sense the spiritual lives all around you. They're present everywhere in a way that you've never before been able to witness. You, you come across the creek where you had left your clothes and you hear the drum that, that has been echoing in the background every 30 seconds or so. Uh, give three loud thumps. And then your vision returns to its normal mundane experience. And you understand that you are no longer in the Fae. And as you walk back to Thatch Hut in silence, you hear the laughs of your companions playing liar's dice. Did I put my clothes back on? Because I need to put my clothes back on. You're welcome to put your I clothes put back on. I put my clothes back on. <laughs> I couldn't remember if you said that. Um, I love clothes. You'd collected them. Cool. I put my clothes you back look, on. I love clothes. And then uh, I go ahead and walk back in. Hey, guys. Hey. <laughs> hey. How's your dice How'd game? I'm winning. Of course. <laughs> Was it- well, I'm I'm in the circle of the land now, so I have this cool staff, uh-huh. and 
I, I think it's going to help us out a little bit or a lot. Um, Wait, so now you have two staffs? I have a cooler a, staff. So what's the other one? My old one. <laughs> no, but like, you're just going to be like double fisting staffs now? No, my old staff was just a staff. Um, and I think, I think this staff will help my connection with the forest to be stronger and my connection with the spirits. And I know I need that. So I think there's a library in here. And I think we should go find it because it's basically the whole reason I joined the Circle of the Land anyway. Can, so, Can we all go in there? Can we? Well, I know I can, and I think if I can open the door, can't you go too? So oh. I'm going to go find it. I'm definitely down okay. to read some books. <laughs> Nerd. The Library of Traditions is like, it's it's kind of like part of the, the campus at Thatched Hut, mm -hmm. uh, but it's like off in the woods down a trail. All right. Well, do you guys want to go visit a library? Sure. sure. Yes. I mean, I'm we, always down. If we can find some some useful information, that'd be a good idea. Good, because if you weren't down, I was going to be really mad. <laughs> so let's rest, and then let's go yeah. check out the library in the morning if y'all are okay with that. Sounds good. So during breakfast the next morning, uh, Colbin and Gaville ask the four of you about your journey. Um, and for the audience, you should know that we haven't recorded this in, or we, we haven't like sat down together to play in a month and a half since the last episode. And I don't exactly remember what either of their voices sound like for continuity's sake, so bear with me. So are the, are the six of you heading to Letras after breakfast then? I'd like to go visit the Library of Traditions first, and then we should be on our way after that. So not right after breakfast. Of course. The Library of Traditions was, was built to preserve the memories of various customs and traditions that have dwelled in the Watched Forest and guard items of power that have been influential in one way or another. Presiding Druid, as a member of the Circle of Land, of course, it is your, your duty to protect and treasure the traditions of your people. However, you're not required to up uphold them. It's important that you recognize that they're there for a reason and discern their true meanings from that. Ask what a tradition says about one group or another while you're there. What are their values? Try to discern what is being represented. I would implore the rest of you to do the th same. Think deeply about the conflicts at hand and what each tradition represents for its people. No one outside the circle has ever entered the library. Now, the five of you are welcome to, should the presiding druid deem fit. Morlinde, you must discern your path, always keeping in mind that you have a higher duty to understand the implications of each custom and tradition. So likewise, the circle of land is your tradition now, too. This is your story to alter as you see fit. I'm beginning to see that the circle of the land resonates and fits more with the kind of presiding druid that I want to be, that I want to become, that I hope I am, because I really do believe in creating my own path and leading the forest in a new way because this is a new time. Yes. In that light, I would like to take a few of my companions into the library with me because I think um, getting as much information as we can as a group 
will help us to have the most success in Letras in keeping people safe and still preserving the traditions of the watched forest. And so I'd like to take three of my um, companions in there with me just to gather more information. Um, Niavan and Ariel, do you mind sitting out of this one? Yeah, that's fine. Thank you. Whatever. I gotta, I gotta take care of my shaving ritual. Yeah. <laughs> I'm starting to feel stubbly. I don't want to look like a hobo. Yeah, that's really important. You should do that. And yeah, I, um, I'll also wait. I, I don't know if I can handle that sort of stuff at this particular moment in my life. It's all good. All right, are you guys ready? Yeah. Yep. Uh, the two elderly druids lead you away from their small wattle and daub hovel down a thin trail that has been overgrown with brush. We don't come down here often anymore, says Colby, uh, struggling to navigate the terrain without a staff. Eventually, you come to a cave entrance, and uh, Colbin begins unlocking the iron bars that gated off from the forest. Uh, Archdruid Gaville speaks. These gates have two purposes. To keep the forest away from the library and to keep the Underdark out of the forest. Watch your head, Alaris. Uh, they duck down and enter the darkness. Uh, you follow them slowly as their old bodies struggle to squeeze nimbly through these tight spots where the cold stone walls come together. Grimton, you feel pretty comfortable down here <laughs> in, in, in these shallows. Um, but, the, but the rest of you rely on sunlight's reflection and your low-light vision to navigate between the columns and stalagmites. You enter a small carved-out chamber, which Grimton, you realize to be done in a dwarven style. Colbin stops. This was the first library. Many centuries ago, this cave was used by the first of our circle to collect items of power and ancient secrets. It was broken into by non-druids, and the power exploited and never returned. Since then, the circle has taken a more caution in the way that we do this. And he, he walks on. And from here, you begin to notice all the various passages branching off to unknown destinations. This, this place, you, f you feel claustrophobic here. It, it feels like, like a tomb, like you're literally walking into, into death almost. You hear the sound of water falling down the cavern and mud begins clinging to your boots as you walk through the puddles. There are two caves here. The, the cave connecting directly to the cusp remains empty, but is protected by all sorts of traps and gates to keep the Underdark away. Beyond this waterfall were the many other attempts to keep others away, all unsuccessful. Now, we magically hide our secrets in the fey echo of this cavern. It has been added on by generations of our circle. Both of us even have our own crypts. And Colbin speaks, Merlin Day, this is where we must leave you. Though you are fully in the circle of the land, there are still many things you must experience. And part of that, part of that includes experiencing certain rites and rituals without guidance. Purify yourself and your companions and deliver your ashes. Yeah. 
and they leave you in the damp darkness of this chamber as water spills down from uh, the ceiling above. They just left? Yeah, they're gone. Like they just went back the way they came? Yeah. We're just in the uh, room? In a cave. Yeah. I mean, in you probably cave. have a torch. They probably brought a torch with them. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm not. But yeah, now you're alone in a cave. With no, no books around currently. <laughs> yeah, this wasn't the idea of a library books. that I had. I think what he said was that the library is in the Fey. How do we get there? Oh, that is. That's an interesting theory. So there must be some sort of a portal in this room. We're by a waterfall, right? Did we go under the waterfall yet, or are we just by it? You did not go under so, the waterfall Okay, yet. so maybe we need to walk through the waterfall. Do you think there's something behind the waterfall? Is Let's that what I'm getting? I'm going to go check it out. Walking towards it. How big is this waterfall? <laughs> is this like a huge waterfall? I mean, it's a substantial waterfall. It's... I don't know, it's probably coming down from like 12 or 13 feet above you. While they're talking, I'm just going to like saunter on up to said waterfall, like to the side of it. Uh, you go through the waterfall and it washes over you. There is indeed an empty space behind the waterfall. It's clear it over here. it remains dark. Can't see a whole lot, but there's definitely something behind the waterfall. Who's holding the torch? Yeah, you are, okay. because you asked. Are you going to get it across the waterfall? Like, is there an entrance... Behind the waterfall, like if I go to the side of the waterfall, could I walk behind it and keep the torch lit? Yeah, sure. All right, then I'm going to do that. I don't want to get wet anyway. You standing there behind the waterfall with one sopping wet gnome. Why didn't you just walk around? I'd say nothing, but look at him as if it's obvious. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I go under too because I don't want to ask. I'm just going to go look. Okay, you go under? No, I go around. Um, I go around. I go around. Okay, you go around. <laughs> You don't get wet. Grimton. Yeah, I'll go <laughs> Only one person gets wet. <laughs> Not bad about it. Or you continue down this cave, and uh, this this is the direction that the water is draining. And so the, the puddles get thicker and thicker, uh, and the mud is clinging to your boots and getting all over your clothes. It's really gross. Um, it's cam already wet. <laughs> Not a lot's happening. It's just dark. You, you don't feel like you're getting anywhere. Well, I have these. Orlinda, you definitely don't feel as though you're in the Fey. Yeah, uh, yeah. This just feels like a cave, but I have these ashes, and he said that I was supposed to deliver them. Maybe that will help, but I don't know where I should deliver them to. Grimton, do you have any insight on the Underdark from your experience? You might not have been a miner, but you're familiar enough with it, just by nature of who you are of dwarvishness yes <laughs> okay and yeah i guess so <laughs> all right grimton or what can you assume at least the under this just feels like regular old underdark the underdark though it's a dangerous place just for the most part if you have someone that is really familiar with it can be a good way to move quickly between places because well i guess i'm tapping <clears throat> into my like player knowledge a little i guess but there's like an overall like connecting system of uh tunnels and roads yeah that binds it all together so if someone was very familiar with it they could theoretically travel very quickly from one point in the continent to another or even like yeah. elsewhere on the cusp do you remember the name of those uh tunnels the, those the really big tunnels king's highway right yeah. Yeah, two rug. Nice. Mm -hmm. So, in theory, it's possible 
but it's so dangerous that it's highly unadvisable. Well, and that doesn't necessarily help us. We're trying to get to the Fey. Absolutely not. We're going in the wrong direction. Like, spiritually <laughs> and physically. Yeah. And metaphysically. Yep. I'm still trying to figure out where I'm supposed to put these ashes. That ash. Maybe, What's maybe... <laughs> or, Morlinda, give me a religion check. Uh, don't roll things on a keyboard. 15. I guess Grimton, like, turns and looks at the rest of them. And he's like, none of you are afraid of, like, spiders, are you? Creepy crawlies. Um, things of that nature. I mean... I cock an eyebrow and say, not particularly. I mean, I'd probably Why? prefer to avoid dealing with them, but Good. I mean, if, if it comes up, it's not... What, what what makes you bring that up? Nothing. Okay, fair enough. We'll burn that bridge when we get to it. I don't want to burn bridges. You'll want to burn this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a good thing I'm pulling the torch then. So, are you guys, like, continuing on in your same direction? I was assuming no, that we, we stopped, were still right? walking. I would, oh, we stopped? Uh, I, I would assume we that we're going yeah, to go Yeah, because we're walking the at the Underdark. Yeah. We, we, we don't want to go to the, the Underdark. We're trying to go to the Fae. <laughs> Day, you, you rolled a, a 15. Mm-hmm. I want you to think about how you entered the Fae the night before. Uh, you cleansed your body and you cleansed your mind and you entered a sacred space with a pure heart and like it was about intentionality that got you to the fey so we definitely need to go back to the waterfall guys we should let's go let's we're going back to the I waterfall like <laughs> <laughs> i think i know what to do <laughs> we need to go back to the waterfall and then i'm gonna figure out the rest <laughs> uh, <laughs> And so here you are, back at the waterfall. <laughs> all right. You're still all dirty and muddy. I'll walk back around All right, the water. so last night, because I did enter the Fae last night, I had to cleanse myself in the river, and I had to get rid of basically, like, impurities, and I had to go into the Fae purposefully. Like, you can't just... You can't just waltz in. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to wash the mud and gunk from the Underdark off our feet. And I'm going to ask someone. I'm not sure who I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask someone for permission to get us in there or to get us in there. And then we need to walk through the waterfall. Ah! And I'm not done. (laughs) Because everybody Um, else was laughing at me for walking through the waterfall. And now everybody has to get wet. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they feel vindicated. That's true. You were right. How much experience do you guys have with like meditation and clearing out your mind? Huh. I think I can manage uh-huh. it. <laughs> okay. So like, not only do we need to clear our bodies of impurities by getting cleansed and walking through the waterfall, but you also need to clear out your brain. As a person who does not actually do this, I don't know how to explain this. Um... So focus on each step you are taking, and you shouldn't think about anything else. Focus only on the steps you're taking forward. There should be nothing else in your brain. As you go into the waterfall, do that with your thoughts, and I think it could work. And hopefully once we get to the Fae, I can deliver these ashes. And I really hope, Joe, that I'm not supposed to deliver them somewhere beforehand. So everybody give me religion checks. 
Morlinde, roll with advantage. Oh, I needed it. 20. Good. Uh, 13. I got 16. Good. I got a 13 as well. During this process, Auric specifically, you're, you're reminded of this, this place. It's kind of a, a, a local... A not local legend, but like a gnomish legend of this this place called Echo Cavern, which is like this cave behind a waterfall uh, where the voices of ancestors are are carried through the echoing pitter patter of the water on the rocks. And the cave is too small for more than just like one or two of your gnomish friends to occupy at a time. The legend of it goes that a community sends their young adults into the cave one at a time. And as the youths enter, they're ritually purified by the passage through this curtain of water. And once inside, you meditate by the sound of the rushing water, the voices of the ancestors and, and the echoes here. And they emerge the next morning as adults carrying fragments of the ancestors' wisdom with them. The story that you carry with you isn't based on a real place. It's just like one of those cultural things that developed. Yeah. I guess when Christians baptize people, they don't baptize everybody in the River Jordan as Jesus was. Any body of water would do. And similarly, with the Malnothri, you guys had your own version of that. So you, th- you think of this. The rest of you, too, are able to, to cleanse your, your body and your mind and em- embrace the sort of, like, in- intentionality of what you're doing and separate yourselves from the greater strives. You step under the curtain of water, and on the other side, your vision shifts. And previously, where you had seen darkness and, and mud, suddenly you see luminescent fungi in this tunnel, and you feel instantly aware of this living ecosystem that you're intruding upon and you notice roots that have broken into the cavern the way that they sprawl and grow in the moist air you begin to notice lanky cavern lanky lanky cave crickets that's surprisingly hard to say and spiders that hunt them the blind newts and salamanders that flee from the ripples that you cause in the water Grimton, you spent a substantial amount of time uh, in, in caves, and you've never witnessed something quite like this. What's what's going on in your head? It's really weird because it's something that for years, century, really, uh, he's taken for granted. And it's always been a place of like work more so than anything else. That it yeah. becomes just sort of trapped in that one way of thinking for him like this is just somewhere i go to get my ore this is just somewhere i go because i have to that he's never realized i guess the ecosystem Mm -hmm. and like the Mm -hmm. way it ebbs and flows and breathes um alaris give me give me an arcana check uh 17 so as you encounter this it doesn't quite feel arcane to you at least not in the classical Mm -hmm. sense it's it's magical Yes, but it's far more profound. Like, what you're seeing is not summoned from a distant plane or created from nothing with the flick of a wand. It's It wasn't summoned here, right? The magic in life that you're witnessing has always been here, and you just had to become aware of it. How does this alter your perception of, of the world? I think it's very eye-opening going forward knowing that there's this magical energy just kind of everywhere 
it kind of changes the game. It's it's more if there's this magical energy everywhere, there like the possibilities seem endless at that point. You don't feel as though you're like on a different plane. Right. Like you're 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 still in the underdark, but like this it it's not like a total planar shift as if you were going to like the astral sea or the elemental mm-hmm. chaos. This is the the magic about the fae is that it's literally and figuratively all in your head. Yeah. And he's wondering um if this is how like the high elves and the people of the springwood and people like like if that's how they feel all the time if they've just known this it's sort of it's sort of an awakening, I guess, you know, in a sense. Does this change your uh, your understanding of like the arcane arts academically? Um, like, does that change how you associate with? I that? mean, it it probably would, but I mean, that's that's sort of like learning that you've been driving a car wrong your entire life. You know, it's like. <laughs> It's not something that you would just change instantly. It's it's something that more, now that you're aware of it, you can learn and adapt and over time... Catch yourself yeah. and correct it. But you, it, it's not something that he would be like, oh, there's just this energy around th- this magical presence. I, I'm just going to instantly be able to utilize it, you know? Morlinde, what are your thoughts here? Um, <clears throat> I like this significantly better than the Underdark, and I'm going to drink some water. In celebration, <laughs> cheers. Straight from the waterfall. Morland has been in the Fae a couple times in the past year, yeah? I feel like I have. Um, Like, last night in game. So, was last night seriously the first time? Because I feel like it, it... I did, like, maybe once as a young oak. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Tell me about that time once as a young oak. As part of my training, <laughs> and I don't know how I got there, um... I definitely ended up in the Fae, like, and it was on purpose and supervised, but I, (laughs) it was so long ago, honestly, that I thought it was a dream. Like, I don't think, I didn't really think it was real, and then I never actually debriefed it with Karith, and so, and and that's just, you know, that's just Karith's um, apprenticing methods sometimes was just kind of throw you in and let you go so now that i'm here i'm realizing what it was yeah and having experienced it knowingly twice in the past 24 hours um is incredible and it feels right like this feels like what i'm supposed to be doing and it's nice for something to feel like what i'm supposed to be doing So, plant life in this passage is somehow, like, omnipresent. Despite being so contained, uh, it nonetheless feels wild. Tangles of roots dangle like webbing from the soil-laced ceiling above you, and you find yourself in a cavern full of large violet fungi that light your path ahead. You continue on, and then suddenly one of the giant fungi starts shrieking. Uh, can somebody give me a shriek? <laughs> Perfect. I'll put that. I'm going to isolate that and then put that on repeat. Um, 
for a little bit. So, <laughs> so uh, from around the corner, you see a large, floating, tentacled monstrosity. Oh. Give me an intelligence saving throw. Everybody? Everybody. 12? Grimton, you can probably roll with advantage. 13. 7. The second one wasn't as good. 8. All right, so <laughs> all of you remember the stories of the abominations, the aberrant creatures that dwell in the Underdark, and you see this as a beholder. Nope. Yes, you do you want to go ahead and describe a beholder since you noped? Think of just a giant eye like an eyeball but it's like covered in this like tougher skin and there's multiple tentacles spreading out from top and bottom and at the end of each tentacle there's more eyes like another eyeball that's basically what i think of when i think oh, of man. a beholder googling it oh yeah it's it's a big eyeball with tentacles and eyeballs <laughs> Everybody roll initiative for me. Yeah, it's 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 almost more like a cyclops head. Yeah. With yeah. sharp, scary teeth that's that can float, and a, and it has like tentacle hair that I have eyeballs at the end of it. Twenty. Sixteen. Fifteen. Thirteen. All right. So this is the situation. You're you're in a cavern full of glowing mushrooms, uh, and you see a beholder approaching. One of these mushrooms is. Uh, shrieking and i will go ahead and replay that soundbite of yesi doing a lovely shriek gonna go ahead and insert that future joe right here okay <laughs> uh and uh Auric, you're first in the lineup cool i also am going to make use of an ability that i forget that i have a lot called okay. ambuscade yeah. uh it gives me yeah. it, it gives me an extra turn before my turn uh, only on the it's cool. like before the entire initiative order starts i get to make a turn and then it's initiative and i don't get that turn every okay um, uh, is it reasonable to assume this thing is here to hurt us like beholders uh, are pretty much monsters and are not friendly <laughs> that is usually a thing that happens i yes. think in general if you see a giant eyeball monster with fangs and more eyeballs that's probably something that you can poke with a sharp object i guess i guess Okay, yeah, I'm gonna loose an arrow with the intent of, like, sort of warning it. Like, I'm not gonna shoot at it. I'm gonna shoot at, like, the wall next to it or something to make it clear that, like, okay. whoa, buddy, you know, don't mess with us. While doing so, gauge its objective. Like, gauge what it's trying to do to us. You shoot the wall. It's pretty easy because you're in a tavern. At this point, you shoot it, and it's probably, like, 25 feet away, and it's pretty easy to purposefully not miss uh, you've still got this shrieking fungus next to you, Alaris. It's your turn. Actually, I guess Alric, it's your turn again. I am going to hold my action until okay. either I guess like either it's my turn again, hypothetically, or if it attacks. Um, is this just like a normal mushroom, or is it like a? It's a big that... old mushroom that's probably like three foot tall, and I picture it as like the little the little mushroom cat is like opening up its mouth like it's a little cartoon mouth and it's going ma ma okay uh i'm gonna i'm going to attempt to quiet the mushroom <laughs> with fire <laughs> that that is what's attracting the beholder okay quiet this mushroom with fire that'll be a 22 
That hits. 6 damage. You hit it and little bitty pieces of this uh, shrieking mushroom begin to burn the shrieking mushroom's turn and it is going to, surprise, continue to shriek. Morlinde, you're up. <laughs> I'm also going to uh, try and make the mushroom stop with fire because I love roasted mushrooms. Is that in character or out? That's or both? in character. I love roasted mushrooms. Seriously. To... It's armor class is five. You hit it. Okay, cool. Because I got at least a 13. Uh, nine. And you kill this thing. And it... Have you ever have you ever kicked, like, one of the really big mushrooms that grows out in your backyard? Yeah. 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 And it just, like, goes up in kind of a poof sort of way? That's, that's what it looks mm. like as you uh, light this baby up. Darn it, I wanted to eat it. You see the spores come out of it uh, and, like, burn in little sparks it's going to be the beholder's turn and it is going to continue to advance very slowly because it only has a flying speed of 10 so that's all it's going to do but it is continuing towards you Arik, were you saving your move for this moment or are you going to continue to hold it if it attacked like it was very clearly about to attack something i wanted to shoot it but like while it's it not, attacking, not us, attacking I'm just like want to be ready to shoot at it. <laughs> I've learned enough that like it's not always good to shoot at things. Sometimes it's good to wait. Can somebody give me a nice uh, a, a lineup of how you guys are positioned in this cavern? I'm going to assume that it's pretty linear. Okay, so we're in like a kind of like narrower like hallway-ish kind of thing. Yeah, like one at a time sort of situation ranged attacks like magic uh, and arrows can bypass each other that's fine well then if, if that's the lineup then i would i mean i don't know i would assume grimton would be first grimton me Morlinde, you sure that's that's fine Keep deal with you personally all right so i mean i'm squishy the holders, too, but... uh gonna go and just continue to walk and now um alaris because you're in the back you get attacked you 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 feel uh from behind you this tentacle uh slap up against your thigh and that's going to be a 11 versus your ac which is not going to hit uh so you do no damage is done to you but you turn around and you see two of those large violent violent Vi- Roy G. Biv, the V, violet, not violent. They are also violent, like dangerous. Mushrooms also reaching up to attack you with uh, fun tentacles. Crimpton, it's your turn, bud. You're up front, closest be- to the beholder. You said when that fun guy, that f- mushroom got taken out, it like sparkled, and like there were sparks. Yeah. Could I roll a nature to see if the glowing... Uh, fungi in the cave would react a similar way. I'm trying to see if I can create a flash bomb here. Sure. Yeah. Give me an arcana check. Alright. 14? You reckon it'll probably work. Sweet. I turn around and yell at everyone, cover your eyes! And I run forward to the one closest to the beholder that I can get to. And I take yeah. out flame tongue and like stab it and then ignite it. Dope. <laughs> okay, so you're like stabbing into this uh, this mushroom next to the beholder? Uh, well, I was picturing, like, one of the luminescent ones in the cave. There's gonna be damage involved. Alright. Uh, I rolled a 12. Give me a dex save, Grimton. 
That's a nine. You're going to take two damage from that. Everybody else, I'm going to uh, describe what this looks like as Grimton takes Flame Tongue and drives it into this glowing mushroom by what you see as a beholder. The mushroom that is hit explodes and shoots out sparks and uh, like this dusty poof. It lands on, uh, some of the sparks land on the beholder and it also explodes. And it bursts out. And I want uh, Grimton and Alric to give me constitution saving throws. I rolled a three before anything, so... Bummer. Yeah. A 15, Joe. You are going to be safe, but Grimton, you're going to take two... Oops. Five. You're going to take ten poison damage. And you're going to become infected with a disease. The creature's immune to the... Wait, are you... You're a dwarf, aren't you? Yeah. Are you immune to all poison conditions? Let me do some Googling. Kit's shaking his head. Is that a shaking your head at us? He's not immune? Resistant. You're taking half of that damage. It's fine. Kit reports in as only taking five damage, which is great. Uh, You are still going to uh, become infected, however, and I'm going to read you the flavor text here. Spores, because this thing was actually a mushroom this whole time... Spores invade an infected creature system, killing the creature in a number of hours equal to 1d12. Um, plus the creature's con store. I rolled a 1, which is a bummer for you. Oh, no. Uh, what's your con <laughs> score? Out. Like, without modifiers? Without modifiers? That's a 13. Um, killing the creature in 14 hours, unless the disease is removed. And half that time, the creature becomes poisoned for the rest of the duration. After the creature dies, it sprouts 2d4 tiny gas spores that grow to full size in seven days. So you're infected, and you got, how many hours did we decide? 14? 14. To get that stuff checked out. Dope. (laughs) It is going to be a different fungus's turn. Uh, Alaris, behind you, you feel another thwap this one rolled a nat 20 which is a bummer eight damage uh that's eight necrotic damage that's going to wrap around your ankle uh and begin turning your skin black uh auric your turn okay so clearly the uh beholder was not a beholder how many more enemy how many more enemies are there and where are they positioned in relationship to us there are two and they are right on uh Alaris. help okay so like shooting at them is probably not smart go for it we're in a hallway <laughs> so i'm gonna i'm gonna get out my sword and uh are they are they you said it's wrapped around him i mean it's not like grappled but i want to cut it off instead um okay don't let it let it know we don't we don't play around like that homie don't play that that's that's uh gonna be like 11 it's 11 it's an armor class of five you're good so you're going to like push more Linde aside uh, into more of these uh, fungi on the walls and drive your sword into. Uh, do you want the first one to attack or the second one? Whichever one hit him. Attack. All right, that is the second one. F two is what I've got it labeled at. All right, how much damage are you doing? Six. Six damage. Cool. Six. You nail it. It is still up, but and you've I cut off that one tentacle. You do. You cut off that one tentacle. It's great. Um, Alaris, your turn. 
How do you react? I think we should just get out of here. I think we should run away from the their their mushrooms. They can't run. I think we should run and get out of this area. Good plan. So I'm gonna help Morlinde away from the fungus that she just got pushed into. Okay. Thanks. Um, and then I'm going to hurriedly move the people in front of me along. <laughs> and I would like, for good measure, put a flaming sphere right behind us where all these fungus are. Great. Cool, so right. we run. Cool. Hey friends, it's Joe. So glad you've joined us for episode number 032 at Vanish. Thank you for all of our uh, friends for supporting us. We'd like to give credit to Blake Bost, who did our soundtrack, um, and Daniel Grayling, who did our graphic work. Also, our new website is up, done with the funds of our Patreon supporters. Thanks to all of them who helped make projects like this possible. Receiving those funds is a great relief to us. It helps ensure a quality product for you as our listeners. So if you're feeling generous, if you love the show, if you want us to do a better job at it, it'd be a great deal of help if you could contribute at patreon.com slash advantage dnd. Right now, some of our perks uh, include being able to join in on group me conversations between the cast and patrons, uh, patrons, excuse me, uh, join in our Skype hangout and get to sit on gameplay live as we record it. We just got done recording, actually, and we're blessed to have our friend Daniel Tan on the line with us for that. In addition, all Patreons, patrons, yeah, I hate that word, all patrons' names are published online at our new site, and we would love for you to be there, too. Um, of course, we're joyful to be in this podcasting adventure with our companion show how friends roll this afternoon actually i recorded a prep session with sully for his patreons and i'm scheduled to record that full session on friday night i play a particularly dubious character um of an evil alignment which is a totally new ground for me and i can't wait for you to hear season four when it airs um find us on social media uh our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, Reddit are all at Advantage D&D. Um, again, donating at patreon.com slash Advantage D&D is the most powerful way that you can demonstrate support for the show. And if you can't afford that, leaving an iTunes review is a great way to help bring in new fans. I'm disappointed that we haven't had any new reviews in quite a long time. Um, so if you love me, me, Joe, you should do that. I'll take it personally if you don't review it. Alright, <laughs> let's get back to the show. Thank you. You run farther down, and there's there's still... Ow, I just hit my arm on the wall. There's, now wait, though. There's still... Yeah. I imagine just running back the direction of the... Waterfall? You think we? No, we keep going. Oh, okay. We got, we got, we got libraries to find. <laughs> this cavern opens up, and before you, you, you see the ancient ruins of some sort of subterranean structure secured by two aching wooden doors. The roots of this cavern are thick as tree trunks that they are connected to on the surface. And in the center, you find the remains of a fire pit piled with ash. 
Hmm. I gotta be. I gotta level with you guys here. I'm not feeling too good. Did didn't you get some of those spores on you? I think they're dangerous. It it hurt. I, but I think, they think that has something to do with it. <clears throat> All right. Well, I think I know what I need to do with these ashes, so I'm gonna do that. Well, while she's <laughs> doing that. Alric would like, can I roll survival? Or would this like be medicine? A, give me a medicine check. Yeah, check survival is like personal survival. Medicine check to like see if I can like think about what those might have been maybe or yeah. whatever. I rolled a six, so I'm just going to put that back. Morlinde, <laughs> <laughs> uh, describe what it is that you feel like you're supposed to do here. Um, So I see this pile of ashes, and I know that when they led me to the library, they said... Uh, deliver the ashes and I wondered last night when I was given these ashes what they were well I figured they were only ceremonial like I didn't think that they had any other significance other than the ashes from uh, my induction into the circle of the land however I think this is probably the place the ashes go so I'm going to take my ashes and I'm going to go so it's like a room with a bunch of ashes on the floor, yeah? There's a fire pit, um, and this, the, the ashes in the middle of this fire pit are, are shaped like a cone, as if it has been poured on. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, quickly uh, ask the spirits to bless these ashes from my ceremony, and then I'm going okay. to dump them on the other pile of ashes you, you do that and you feel uh, a, a sense of reassurance i think grimton just by by looking at this this structure as moreland is doing that and you're taking attendance of of your yourself and your medical condition and um where you are you you can tell that the stonework at this on this structure has it was done by dwarven hands though instead of like the tight geometric patterns typical to your people you see uh the the carving of like floral motifs instead these decorations are unusual how so well please elaborate this is clearly the work the work of dwarves but the decorations are more dainty than what i'm accustomed to hmm. i don't know a job's a job man like they were commissioned <laughs> that way i suppose i suppose you could be right so anyway this is that library are place, you gonna, yeah? Do you, do you think you'll be okay, Grimton? I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm sure you'll be fine. Do you want to give a medicine check, too? I'm oblivious, because I rolled six. <laughs> uh, I rolled a one. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, you know, so I'm going to try and do it, too. I think I'll be fine, guys. Are you sure? Not I am no. an herbalist. I know how to herb. Just eyeball him, you know, like roll your, <laughs> roll your medicine. We all think he's going to be fine. <laughs> well, I keep rolling on my bed. Yeah, okay. Yep. I think you're gonna be fine. <laughs> you're not no. quite. You you haven't gone through the doors yet, so you should probably go through the doors. Look at these doors. Let's go through them. Yeah. All right, you go through the door, and as you open the doors to what you can understand to be the library of traditions, you you step into what can properly be described as a great hall. Uh, the ceilings vault above you, which Alaris, because of your mother's architecture training, you recognize to be typical of underground structures. Grimton, you too know that curved ceilings are used in tunnels to hold massive 
the massive weight of the world above. Um, the primal world has also made its presence known here. You see roots and vines uh, that litter the room, and part of the wall to your left appears to, uh, to be crumbling a little. Um, two small trees somehow have grown among the bramble, and one trunk lays on the floor covered in glowing mushrooms. Along the walls, you see three sepulchral platf sepulcher platforms excuse me, uh, raised up from the floor, surely holding bodies given back to the spirits. At the far end of this great hall, you see a collection of standing stones, like the ones that you witnessed last night, Moreland Day. The one in the center is taller than the others. Two archways also lead, uh, branching off to the left and to the right. <sighs> Still trying to figure out how this is a library. Well, you're leading the way here, Morlinde. We'll follow you. All right. Well, I'm going to roll for religion to see if I know something about which way we should go. Yeah. yeah. And I only rolled like a... It's okay. Give me an investigation check. Oh, I like that better. Does a 14... Everybody else, you're also here too. You're wandering Does around this Does a 14 great cut it? Yeah, sure. Um, well, y'all are rolling. Uh, the two archways lead elsewhere. And to the left, you see a collection of other sepultures. And then to the right, you see collections of tomes and statuary. I got a 26. Look, I rolled four, but hey, books. Alaris, you're immediately drawn to the, the tomes in the library. Yeah, it is a library. Let's check that out. I'm definitely walking towards the sepultures. Ulrich is also doing so, but not just because of my poor role. The books are, like, interesting, but they find this. Yeah, they just feel, feel more drawn to look at the sepulchers. As you're headed toward, like, the more crypty part of this building, you too see these standing stones and uh, are, are trying to, like, figure out the association here. Uh, and as you're looking at the sepulchers, the, the three sepulchers in this, like, main great hall you see that they've long been reduced to skeletons uh, by the insects and fungi that live here do you investigate further or are you just like looking from absolutely investigate further i'm not gonna like climb on this or anything I, these, not like you these, did the last ones <laughs> yeah these are like this is a crypt also they said that earlier um yeah and so i was gonna look for around for some kind of like identifier like maybe I could figure out who this is, and I rolled sixteen. Investigation sixteen. Okay. I rolled a two. So let's see. Arik, your your curiosity is uh, helping you look with more of a keen eye rather than like a, a a wondrous eye. You can somehow from like a particular vantage point, you can tell that these three bodies have different bone construction. Like they're they're each unique if you want to investigate farther. I do. Um, so you climb up on a sepulcher to get a better look. Can, is there like not bad way to do that? <laughs> you can do it respectfully. Give me a religion check. Uh, 15. You, you are careful to put your, your feet and hands in the appropriate areas to retain respect. From here, you can see that the bone structures 
there's there's one human with the classic human facial shape um, and proportions, and then a slimmer, uh, narrower, sharper elf body, and then also a stouter, more broad uh, dwarf. You look closer, and give me a medicine check while you're up there. Man, I'm killing it right now. Where are these rolls when I'm trying to fight? 20. You can tell that on each of these bodies, a few of the left ribs have been broken. Are they like the same ones on each of them? Yeah. Same area. Hmm. Alaris and Morlinde. What are you doing in the library? Are you just looking around? Finding some books. Yeah, just reading titles. This room is, is filled with statuary of notable heroes. It's another beautifully carved chamber. And some of these statues wear beautiful cloaks. Others are carved in a way to like more symbolically depict who they are and what they're remembered, remembered for and the accoutrements that they uh, don. On one wall, you see shelves lined with various potion ingredients. On another, there are scrolls and tomes, uh, recent writings of ancient history. A, a scribe's desk sits nearby with parchment ready for another moment to be forever preserved in this library for secrets um you see a weapon rack that is littered with a variety of mundane weaponry uh daggers daggers swords mauls battle axes all are there um each representing like a unique style and shape distinct to a certain people uh both of you give me investigation checks 12 17 Alaris, you are going through the like more m magical section, and Morlinda, you're you're headed more to like the historical areas. And you, as 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 you look through these logs, you don't find anything about the burn or about Everflame's wrath on the Watched Forest or the division of Isatalos between Letris and the Rock of Visions. Well, yeah, because this is old. Not necessarily. Hmm. You, again, you see the, the scribe's desk. You, you see that there are, like, tools here to continue to create history and add to the collection. I guess Morlinde could write the history of the world as she sees it. The history of the world as she sees it. Dang. I found it in Morlinde, a history. <laughs> Alaris, you you come over here and you you see uh, Morlinda checking this out, and as as you begin to go through these collections, you also don't see anything cataloging the events between Kolgafir and the Pandominion. Hmm. I wanna I wanna look and see what the most recent event that was recorded is. Yeah, tell me about the most recent event that's been recorded. <laughs> The it, it's going to be whenever Isotalos um, was voting on whether or not they wanted to let the Pandominion come in and do the trade agreement. Or yeah, so about ten months looks ago. Looks like these haven't been updated in quite some time. To be fair, it's probably hard for those old guys to get down here. On our That's true. Do you think it was just them doing it? I mean, I don't know who else would be. I mean, there are other druids, but sure. At least for the Isatalos and Watched Forest history, I think that I could fill in a little bit of the past year or so. 
that that seems like a good thing to do it seems like what your circle does so i i mean i think that that would be a smart thing to do kind of just update keep it current you know? ever have an opportunity where that doesn't sound so, terrible on our receiving ends do we if when we, we ever, clap are we clapping like you say clap and then we clap or do we clap when like one two three and then we clap on clap i feel like we should have had this discussion many many episodes ago <laughs> we did we clap on clap yeah okay that's what i thought that, that's good that's what i've been doing <laughs> if we ever play live I guess it would make sense for the recording anyway but I was going to say if we ever play live we should clap anyway just just like because it's a thing well actually first do we all remember what happened and when Vaguely. did you just get captured yeah you had just been captured and now you're in prison at Helbador uh, deep all in the mountains of her dearth which is Wait. quite a ways away Wait. quite a ways away that's right Yep. I'm surprised nothing um, of note happened on the, the journey. No, there. the Warforged uh, <laughs> are guarding the five points around you, uh, and King Greysunder is sitting there in the jail cell with you after you your failed attempt at the coup. All right, so getting into it. Guys, I don't remember any of that. Yeah, that... None of... <laughs> None of that happened. Absolutely oh. none of that happened. I was going to say. <laughs> I was like, oh, man, I did not, like, what happened to those memories? Y'all are dicks. I, I, wanted to, I wanted to pull some dry humor, but I didn't expect it to be, like, that dry and for you <laughs> to, <laughs> you to fall for it that Joe. severely. I was, I'm so I was sorry. messed up. I was like, dude, the last thing I remember was getting stuck in nets man holy crap like what happened i was thinking like, oh man i this was i feel like i don't know grimton was like at death's door if like king Grayson was in the in the cell <laughs> also out of character i need you to uh figure out a way to not bring all rick sorry all real and uh Neavan, because I just don't want to play them. <laughs> so in the meantime, <laughs> my uh, my little brother just texted me randomly. Yeah. He's like, "I finally got around to listening to Advantage. Isatalos just got burned down. Loving it so far." 
Woo! East of Dallas getting burned down. Loving it. <laughs> it's a party. I am wet. Hey, how do you make a beholder laugh? You give it ten tickles. Ha. Oh my gosh. Everybody roll initiative. This is not how I remember the Fae. This is the Fae Dark. The Fae After Dark. <laughs> yeah, that's when tentacles slap your thigh. Oh, I don't, I don't know what kind of conversation you've had with Yessie, but this does not seem like the heroic death that, that I imagine. <laughs> well, so you better fix it. Well, I'm, I'm trying, but these cursed dice. This is, this is what Cthulhu wants. Stephen, also, when when you were talking to Sarah right then, you looked over to your right, which to me is looking over to Sarah's little screen, and it was very much like a Brady Bunch opening uh, sequence sort of thing where you're looking at the other person. <laughs> Actually, oh, God, that would be really, really funny. Um, <laughs> Another Steven, time. Oh, no. Okay. I mean, we're on, we're on limited time. But definitely. Yeah. yeah, let's just True. keep going. Okay. Um, <laughs> you could all look at Yessie, though, and it would be funny. <laughs> um.